but Jesus, taking him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Four times a year, once in each of the four seasons, the Church celebrates the Ember Days. And so today, we keep the Ember Wednesday of September, marked, of course, by violet vestments. Today is, in the tradition of the Church, a day of fasting. Friday also is an Ember Day, a day of fasting, and so too Saturday is an Ember Day, a day of fasting. The Church gives us the Ember Days to invite us to an intense prayer of supplication, to a more concentrated attention, listening with the ear of the heart to the Word of God, and yes, to fasting. This, because of that word at the end of today's Gospel. And when he was come into the house, his disciples secretly asked him, Why could we not cast out the demon? And he said to them, This kind can go out by nothing, but by prayer and fasting. And the Church, hearing this word from the mouth of Jesus, the word that comes from the heart of Jesus, takes it to heart herself and puts it into practice by means of the Ember Days. The Ember Days focus, among other things, on intercession for the clergy. One understands, then, the immediate relevance of the Ember Days to the present hour in the life of the Church. It is a great pity that those who do not have the traditional liturgy are deprived of the Ember Days, because by means of the Ember Days, the Church mobilizes all her children four times a year to pray for the clergy, not only to pray, but to fast for the clergy. I would invite you to spend today with your missal with your missal open to the texts of this Ember Wednesday. Today's Mass is of an extraordinary richness. It's a banquet of the Word of God. It's a school of prayer. It begins on a note of jubilation. And this because prayer flourishes 
when the heart jubilates. This sounds almost like a contradiction, a day of supplication and fasting that begins on a note of irrepressible joy. Well, of course it does. Nothing blocks the action of the Holy Ghost more than a kind of sadness that darkens the countenance of the soul and causes the soul to shrink, to close up into itself, whereas joy dilates the soul and opens it to the divine action. And so the Church begins today's Mass singing, Exalt to God our Helper, jubilate to the God of Jacob, take a pleasant song with the harp. The first collect of today's Mass is extraordinary. O Lord, we prayed, may the remedies of thy mercy. So we are addressing God in this first collect of today's Mass as the divine physician. Because we're talking about remedies. O Lord, may the remedies of thy mercy uphold our weakness, the translation has it, be the support of our frailty. The, the image is that of a person so debilitated, so weak, so frail, that in order to make his way to the physician, he has to be supported at every step. It's a beautiful image. May the remedies of thy mercy uphold our weakness, and in pity, now the Latin has a, has a very um, powerful image that doesn't come through in the translation. We ask God to repair us because we are falling to ruin. So you have the image in this collect both of God the physician and also of God the builder who surveys the ruins of a house and sets about repairing it, rebuilding it. That's what we ask for in this collect. The ember days are days of reparation. More often than not, we think of reparation only in the ascending sense of the term. That is to say, in ascending reparation, we make ourselves over to God to supply, in some way, for all that others refuse him. But very simply, in ascending reparation, we go before our Lord and say yes on behalf of all who say no. That's ascending reparation. But there's descending reparation, which is a divine action. It is the action of the divine physician. It is the action of the divine builder. Reparation is the action by which a person or thing is repaired. Now, if something or someone needs to be repaired, it means that that someone or something is 
broken, falling to ruin, that it has to be restored to wholeness. And that's the meaning of reparation in the Ember Days. It is the Church going before Christ, her bridegroom, her physician, her shepherd, her builder, and saying, repair what is falling into ruin. Is that not a most powerful prayer? Now, I don't have time to go through the whole Mass with you, but you will need, in the course of the day, to look at the lesson from the book of Amos the prophet. That was the first lesson. And you will need to look at the second lesson, which is from the book of Esdras, a magnificent page of sacred scripture. And it ends with an invitation to joy, because joy, as I said a few moments ago, is the condition of the divine action in us. When we give ourselves over to an unhealthy, to an ungodly, self-centered, self-pitying sadness, we close up. When, on the contrary, we fix our gaze on the beauty, the splendor, the truth, the goodness of God, it dilates the soul, and our response is one of joy. And that dilating joy opens the soul to the action of God within us. And so, at the end of the second lesson, we have Today is the holy day of the Lord, referring to the December day. Be not sad, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. The Gospel, of course, is one that you will want to take home with you and take to heart today because the gospel gives us the secret of reparation. There are certain injuries, certain kinds of brokenness of the mind and heart, certain physical infirmities that can be healed according to the very word of Jesus by nothing but by prayer and fasting. In a few moments, we will have one of the most beautiful offertory verses, antiphons of the whole liturgical year, which, uh, as is so often the case, is the Church's response to the conclusion of the Gospel. Have you ever noticed that? The connection between the end of the Gospel and the offertory antiphon of the Mass. The Gospel ends with Jesus saying, this kind can go out by nothing but by prayer and fasting. He is, by means of this word, inviting the church, no, enjoining the church to give herself over to prayer and fasting. And so the church responds, singing to our Lord, I will meditate on thy commandments, which I have loved exceedingly, because they are my health, my restoration, my joy, my very life. And I lift up my hands to thy commandments, which I have loved. The communion antiphon, which sometimes repeats a fragment of the gospel today, repeats a fragment of the second lesson. 
because in the communion antiphon we will repeat over and over again it is the holy day of the Lord be not sad for the joy of the Lord is our strength and in all of this is the grace of the ember Wednesday of September a day of joy a day of prayer a day of fasting a day of reparation by that I mean a day on which our Lord in response to the supplication and dependence of his church pours out repairing graces on the most broken members of his mystical body and today as I said we pray in a special way for the most broken members of the priesthood it's a very compelling kind of reparation that we make today by means of this ember Wednesday liturgy in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost